So I lost an hour's sleep last night, thanks to clocks going forward, so I'm not happy. Uh, Darren is apparently being an eagle today uh, in an attempt to rebuild the theatre company that apparently is his and that apparently I destroyed. Um, his mother's advised him to finish our toxic friendship. And um, Darren's relied on a load of people who have all let him down, upset numerous others. I've relied on Darren, he's let me down and upset me. And so I'm here picking up the pieces because the podcast isn't ready to go out today as it should have done. It will be going out, it'll be going out um, next Sunday. Um, so as a way of holding you all in place, because obviously a lot of people will have their worlds rocked quite badly by not getting what they expect from us today. Uh, we thought we'd put together some highlights from the past 20 episodes of the Nothing to See Here podcast. Uh, that we laugh together, we cry together, uh, and probably you're still talking about. I'm not sure Arnold Holy has got past uh, episode 7 yet, but um, we're still going to go ahead. So let's start with uh, the pilot episode, and who amongst you can forget or will have forgotten this unforgettable moment. Get off you, they put it in a sealable bag and lock the bag and then give you the phone back, locked in a bag. Um, I, I, first, uh, I first saw this at Hannah Gadsby at her last gig and I was furious and I was with the, the most mild mannered uh, therapist, very good friend of mine, who I've never seen uh, out. Was that Freud? Yeah, no, exactly. Me and Freud, they're at Hannah Gadsby. He would have had a field day, wouldn't he, at Hannah Gadsby? That would he would, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, but he lost it. He got, he got very grumpy. Uh, and, and, and yes, and, uh, and I'd never seen him get very, like he got vocally grumpy. And this guy's very mild, mannered-centred man, but he kind of did it for all four of us, which was lovely. He had a good old political rant about it. Outrageous. I sort of... I think I'd be more bothered about the fact they're going to lose somebody's mobile phone and it would probably be mine. No, no, because they give it back to you in a bag. A locked bag. Oh, and then you can't... So you then go into whatever you're going into, clutching a bag? Yeah. You know, like, you, know, like you see those people when, when they're on... Which I would then drop on the floor and lose. Well, yes. But then you, do, you just keep it next to your colostomy bag, wouldn't you? Because they're kind of... the, the, the roughly... Yes, doesn't that take us all back to those happy, innocent days when I thought we were going to be doing a podcast together, which involved us having a lovely little weekly chat together. How could I have known? So, moving on to episode one. How could any of us forget this tender moment? Wanky is that expression. I mean, I need, I'm going to take that to therapy, by the way. Yes, that's how working class, this middle class, uh, working class boy is. Um, the ultimate My actors. I know, you can come back to that. So this is difficult. The game that we're playing is difficult. It's a fine balance. I am a mental health professional. Can I just remind everyone of that? Teasing Stephen relentlessly, and it was relentless, it was a bit schoolboy. That's not okay. It's not okay because he doesn't have a colostomy bag. And if he did, it would be insensitive and inappropriate of a, anybody to keep going back and referring to it. But actually the joke's on me. Because, of course, what Stephen has is a eurostomy bag. And that is the only reference to... 
any sort of bag that's going to happen in this episode. I'm finished monopolising now. Sadly, the signs were all there at the beginning and I missed them. Moving on to episode two, another what I think of as being lovely moment. Uh, and it's about Mark Rylance. Because uh, apparently, uh, Tracy Stamp found um, my attitude uh, towards Mark Rylance a little bit sycophantic and annoying. Um, and apparently, Tracy Stamp, she wouldn't describe Mark Rylance as incredibly skilled or whatever Darren said. Um, and Tracy Stamp also doesn't think that uh, someone can be taught to act. It's inherent in them. I would take issue with that. Um, I think we should move to the next session. Just, um, next section. Just give me a sec. So, this is the review section, Stephen. Bum, 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 ooh. We're gonna review you. Yes, Stephen. On today's review section, might become a weekly fixture, we're going to review... Yes, who could forget Tracy Stamp and her comment about Mark Rylance? Funny, because I always thought it was Arnold Holy that said that. And yes, um, the review section. Whatever happened to that? Moving on to episode three. Again, another moment of great cheer and laughter. You really need to get that gimp suit cleaned, by the way. You know, you, you know, you, you know, you're supposed to get them dry cleaned after a couple of uses and how long you've been in lockdown. What I like about you is if you find a question like a bit overwhelming, <laughs> you sit there as if you haven't heard it. <laughs> and then about 10 minutes later, you deflect it. So, yes, I don't know. The week just sort of goes. How's your week been? Oh, we know how your week's been. We're not allowed to talk about it. Have I seen anything interesting on the television? Yes, I, actually, I really enjoyed... You don't watch Frankie and Grace, Grace and Frankie, do you? I've seen it. I, I like it very much, but I don't really watch telly with any sense of regularity or commitment. What so, do you do with regularity and commitment? What do I do with regularity and commitment? I run, because I don't know if you're aware. I'm training... You not run. When was the last time you ran? This morning. What, to the toilet? Look at that, good double acting just happened right there. That's the beauty, the creativity. It's just bish, bash, bosh, poo, poo, poo. Look at that humour happening there. Double act, like uh, Lauren Hardy. Yes, one of the few times apparently we managed to uh, bish, bash, bosh and work well together. That didn't happen very often after that episode, did it? Now, this is an interesting one, moving on to episode four. And I'd be interested to hear what other people think about it. Do you remember our feedback address, ntshfeedback, at mrbertblogs.co.uk? Details can be found on the website. Have you got a pen and paper? Have you got a pen and paper? Because uh, if you like, I can give you the phone number of somebody that might give a fuck. Yeah. One. One. Two. One. One. Can I just repeat that back? Yeah. One. Yeah. One. Yeah. One. Yes. If you give them a ring, 
tell them that you're struggling a little bit, I think they might care a little bit more than I do. In fact, let me reframe that. I think they might care a hell of a lot more of a fuck. So it is becoming clear at this point that uh, Darren does enjoy repeating a joke, flogging it to death, some might say. And we can find the roots of these jokes way, way back in these early episodes. Talking of which, let's move on to episode five. Background. I thought I would return the favour, so I spent part of this art therapy workshop making this mask and, and exploring my feelings during the process, sitting with it, doing, I did some written work around it, did some exploration, revisited some childhood trauma, um, <laughs> uh, preempted some adult trauma, like you shitting on my art. Do you know all I wanted this afternoon was for you to say, that's really beautiful, Darren. I'm going to put that on my fridge. A photograph of someone who I've never met in my life. It's you. It, it was supposed to be like a reference to what you did last. I'm taking it off now. You've actually really upset me. Thank goodness. It doesn't take much, does it? You can, the fact that you're laughing just makes it even more painful. You've, that, that, was, that was a two-hour therapeutic <laughs> workshop. And of course, not only does that remind us of how fragile Darren is, but of how important his art is to him. And obviously his art is something that has held together this podcast, including the fact that it was because of his art that I'm having to hold together the podcast this week with this recording. Now, my favourite episode personally, episode six, when all of you will remember vividly, Darren turned up naked. section. And along with uh, Indulgent Gloat, uh, Genuine Promote, I'm going to do a sex fact section in order to increase the relationship and sexual language of the society that we live in. I've, I've made it, I've decided it's my mission to improve people's love language. You really are desperate, aren't you? Uh, I think if there's any desperation, it's in the co-presenter stroke producer that sent the message with a little expressing a little bit of anxiety that it that it was getting a bit samey. I think that's desperate. Yeah. And you agreed? No, I didn't agree. I said, let's talk about it. Uh, so we're talking about it. I've brought it to the episode. I'm reflecting back to you your anxiety and your insecurity in a quirky and creative way through the medium of sex toys. I'm not interested in what you're saying. According to Thought Catalogue, one Which is what? Who, who founded Thought Catalogue? A truly unforgettable experience. And as you will note, of course, regular listeners, my anxieties and insecurities have steadily decreased the further we've gone into recording this podcast series. Also, I did note there that I was referred to as co-producer. Moving on, episode seven. Like any form of intimacy, certainly getting naked with somebody, it built our attachment. It built the connection. It brought us closer together. And actually, it took, it took our relationship, I think, to, to another level. Certainly the conversation we had post-session. Which conversation was that? I don't remember. We're really deep and really connected. And we kind of recontracted. We decided what we discussed, what was difficult, who felt vulnerable where. One of the things we agreed, Stephen, in that conversation, that we agreed, that we contracted, like any healthy uh, couple in a long-term relationship do, they contract, they recontract, they negotiate. One of the things that we agreed with our authenticity, which was moist, and our integrity 
was that we would not introduce a third into the relationship without clearing it with the other first. Do you, Stephen Thompson, remember that conversation? Yeah, I remember being really cross about it because it came just as I'd sorted this out. Lisa well, got some money, you know, and I'd spent the money at that point and there was no going back. So, you manipulated her with I'd just like to make it clear here for those of you who may be a little bit confused about Darren and myself, we're not in a long-term relationship, um, no matter what he says. Uh, Darren, as we all know, lives on his own and has done for quite a long time and probably will do for quite a long time into the future. Now, this is another one of my very favourite episodes, episode eight. Here we go. Yourself. The thing is, I can, put, I can still put a, a picture of Lisa Cronkshaw onto the website. Well, that's true, you can, but it's a shame that you spent all of that organisation and yet you didn't bring any, you didn't bring a goat that made noise. Often, listeners use their imagination and things can become more frightening and more funny because of what you can't see. Oh, that's true, like a good sign. And as an actor, you should know that. And of course, an appreciative listener is always stimulating. And we've had some very appreciative listeners. Are you you making notes? Because it's getting really annoying now. I am making notes. I feel like you're making notes on me. I'm grading your comments out of 10. So far, you've scored really badly. Oh, I see. I see the uh, art and beauty is going on with whatever you're writing down (laughs) at the moment. It's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is what is going to get thrown back in my face. So basically the courgettes are a red herring. So if we were in an Agatha Christie novel or all of the top of an Agatha Actually, now listening to that again, I remember it should have been one of my favourite episodes. And uh, after Darren got his claws on it, it was all spoiled. Uh, another difficult moment here as we go into an extract from episode nine. Yours, so, so broken, so, so betrayed. Arnold Holy. P.S. And for fuck's sake. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen just took his headphones out. <laughs> P.S. And for fuck's sake, please just stop talking in every episode about just how hard it is for you to edit or just how hard you work on the edit. It debases you, debases Darren, and debases your art the way you have debased our great lady love. PPS, I know I try very hard to pretend not to like him very much, but secretly it's listening to Darren that makes me to want to want to sweep my chimney, as well as dust the remaining pots of popuri in my house. PPPS. Right, feedback. Very unhappy with Darren's behaviour towards you. Hashtag Haridan. You need to remove toxic friendships out of your life. I recommend starting. Of course, uh, this wouldn't be at all right without mention of Arnold Holy, one of our steadfast supporters and listeners, who I think has actually got to uh, possibly episode seven now. Yes, Darren managed to ruin that episode. I seem to remember I was sitting there quite happily wishing I could smack him around the face. So let's move on to happier things and episode 10. One of Stephen's infamous cake tin stories. Do you know where your aunt got it? No, but I was very close to my aunt and she's dead now and that's the only thing I've got of her belongings. 
Do you know, my aunt wrote, you won't remember Elizabeth Mother because you're, how old are you? Uh, the podcast is an ageist profession. We agreed not to discuss our ages. If people want to think that I'm, let them think whatever age they want to think I am. Let's not, let's stop defining. Age is but a number anyway, as well you know, because you've got a really big one. And I mean, big number age. Uh, yeah, so let's, you know, let's not keep, let's stay away from that. It's an ageless profession. The point I'm making is you're too young at the age of da -da 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 to remember a programme on Radio 4 called Listen With Mother. I know of it. And my aunt wrote a story about a little boy called Stephen and she sent the story in and it was read as part of Listen With Mother when I was a little boy. And what did Stephen get up to in the story? Well, I... As usual, a nice, happy, innocent story made to feel all grubby and dirty by Darren. Moving swiftly on, we're now on to episode 11, one of those very special moments between Darren and myself. A lot of people do this. Yeah, it says bourgeois people that live in Muzzlehead. A lot, a lot, a lot of them have got them. They've got the money I, to be I, able to. They've got the money to be able to afford more than one duvet. <laughs> yeah. So those of us that are working class, been saving up for many years, uh, working down the mines, uh, working up the chimneys. Uh, Arnold Holy particularly appreciative of that one, uh, and uh, we've saved up for duvets. In the in the doubly duvet club, I mean, not obviously not all working class people. I wouldn't generalise, but us working class people that have that have got a little bit of a duvet fetish, have a light duvet for the summer months and a heavier duvet for the winter months. However, in the duvet club, because we meet regularly, we meet once every three weeks. There are some people in the duvet club they don't like that whole thing because what some people do in the summer is they don't have a duvet at all. They just have a sheet. And I controversial. Mean, yeah. Of course, the Nothing to See Here podcast is always controversial, if nothing else. And a lot of listeners, of course, have great fondness in their heart for that episode and the first mention of the double duvet. Time is flying, and already we're on to episode 12. But at the same time, there's something really satisfying about picking scabs. Which is what? Well, it's both painful and relieving at the same time, isn't it? I don't know, because I don't pick them. They're the body's healing, so why on earth would you pick a scab? I think you might have gone a bit literal again. Do you remember when we were in the pies episode? <laughs> you might have gone a bit literal again. <laughs> I was very clear, by the way. I've listened back to it. I was very clear about what I was talking about. I don't quite understand why... <laughs> Clearly, I'm a vegetarian, by the way. I don't understand how you could have got confused. Just say. Because you said you like meat pies. Shall we do the promote? Are we at that time already, are we? Yeah. Are you bored? No. I'm just changing the subject. Because you're on rocky ground because you don't know what you're talking about. Stephen Thompson, when... Darren Cheek. In any of our 13 episodes, have I not known what I was talking about? There's a, usually a moment in one of everyone where you just, you suddenly become aware that you're not quite sure what words are coming out of your mouth. That's an entirely different subject. I'm never aware. As you can well imagine, Darren does talk absolute drivel. But because of my beautifully skilled editing, I do manage to give you listeners the illusion 
that Darren is talking a lot more sense than he actually ever does. It's just such a shame that he is so fond of his own voice. Moving on, unlucky for some, 13. Cards with your little Muswell Hill Mary boat. Surely you're brunching all of the time on Muswell Hill. I hate brunch. It's either breakfast or it's lunch. There is nothing in between. It actually makes me quite angry. Brunch. Brunch what? The concept of brunch. The concept of brunch what? Is the most unsatisfying. I don't I don't know who thought it up, but it's just a load of a wank. Because you get up and then you're hungry and then you have to miss breakfast. And then I don't get hungry. And then I've got to eat brunch, which is too early for lunch. So it's complete waste of time. And br- brunch is like 10.30 to 11 o'clock. Anyway, you're wrong. And I, all the listeners at this point know that you're wrong. And the reason I keep interrupting you is because the listeners don't actually tune in to listen to you. They, listen to, they tune in to listen to me. I even bothered to send you a bloody menu. How nice was that? Just to check, because you're painfully vegetarian, just to check that the menu was all right for you. Yeah, pescatarian's a made-up word, right? And uh, all I get... I don't give a damn whether pescatarian is a made-up word or not. Unfortunately, that episode 13 was unlucky, as it has brought back the bitter memories of having to share my birthday with Darren. Anyone who does have a strong opinion about brunch, do let us know. Remember, our feedback email address is ntshfeedback at mrbertblogs.co.uk. Moving on to happier things with episode 14. Number 42. What was it? Grapes. My baby grapes. Oh, hang on. Shit. Baby grapes. Uh, there's a buzzy thing at the door, and I'm the only person in the building, so I need to get it. So, just for listeners, we just emphasize that Darren lives on his own uh, yeah. for obvious reasons. Uh, and he's just walked off. And of course, when I walk off and leave the podcast, I just get a load of grief. Whereas he can walk off and just expects everything to go on as normal. Uh, open it because that's what I'm going to do because I don't do delay gratification. Give me a sec. Just open it later. We don't need to open it now. No, I don't do delay gratification. It could be something really exciting. Gratification? Yeah, exactly. Oh. Oh, you're not serious. DIY pickling. DIY pickling. Step-by-step recipes for sad, lonely people who live on their own and have no communication skills or lives. Yeah, you've added that, actually. It said in no, I didn't. I didn't think. Dill pickles, uh, chutney and kimchi. Oh, uh, so if you can pickle, why have you bought yourself a book? Just to make it clear that there are some creepy moments when Darren and I are recording when we are completely in sync with each other. And during the recording centred around Darren's pickling, he did actually have a delivery. The doorbell rang, he went to collect it, and it was the book he'd ordered on pickling arrived at his flat. So let's quickly move on. To episode 15. 11 fact, if you You like. were doing a bit of comedy paper shuffling then, and I was waiting for it. Wasn't I? Anyway, the Grand Canyon in the US is the only place where enough pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> Should we cut that? How's the Norwegian? You're not funny. That makes two of us then. I thought instead of baby lemons, you would A, have some Tupperware facts or B, bring some Tupperware art into it so that I could, and show me so that I could describe it and give Jessie what she wants. 
We've got to have that Tupperware corner now. Have you got some facts for us? About Tupperware? Yeah, for the Tupperware corner. Yeah, it's spelt with a T, it's spelt with a U, it's spelt with a P, it's spelt with a P, it's spelt with an E, it's spelt with an R, it's spelt with a W, it's spelt with a H, it's spelt with an E, it's spelt with an A, it's spelt with an R, and it's spelt with an E. What is? Tupperware. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jessie's going to like that. You're not? Because the only reason she listens to this podcast is for the Tupperware corner, and she knows how to spell it. What's your point? Why is she going to bother listening if she's just going to hear a word that she knows how it's spelled? Have we had a sex fact yet? I'm so lost. Oh, yes, we did. Obviously, I have never wanted and certainly have never warmed to the sex facts, but that was a reminder of the lovely introduction that we had to Jessie Cronson, who has, of course, stayed with us with her top tips. Thank you, Jessie, if you're listening to this. We do appreciate it. So, we have the end in sight as we move, sadly, on to episode 16. Stay. Um, Father Christmas seemed to be annoyed with me. I don't know, but he didn't bring me, I didn't, he didn't bring me my stocking. Mm. I think he passively did like a bit of a Stephen Thompson passag thing. Like he didn't let me know he wasn't going to bring me a stocking. Did a stocking turn up? No. I'm not even sure that's passive aggressive. I think that's aggressive aggressive. I, just I think it's aggressive aggressive. I think it just didn't bother. Uh, so there's a card that says NTSH. Um, and so I've kept it till today because obviously... It's the first time we've seen each other since the old Crimbo holes. Uh, I've kept it for today. Well, go on then, open it. So it says NTSH. Very pretty. That is a pretty card. So it's a, a pink background with a Christmas tree on it. Uh, dear Darren and Stephen, wishing you all the best for the holiday season and for a happier, healthier 2021. Brendan and the team at Beds of Devon. Oh, isn't that lovely? Who's Nadine? Granddad, granddad. Brendan and the team. Thank you. Okay, there was a bit of a wobble on the Zoom and it sounded like Brendan and Nadine. And as I was voicing that, I suddenly thought it's obviously it was Brendan and the team. Obviously it was Brendan and the team. But it could have been his wife. And there, of course, we have a lovely memory of our sponsor, Beds of Devon and the lovely Brendan, who strangely I've never met or seen a photograph of. But thank you, Brendan, for obviously being another part of the glue which holds our lovely podcast together. Right, let's move on to episode 17. The whole point of you doing this is that there is absolutely no way I'm going to get, get it, and you know that. That's not true, is it? But we're <clears> playing so the same game that we played last time, which is as we go on and you look stupider and stupider... <laughs> I'll make them easier and easier, and then they'll be so easy that you can't not get it. And at that point, you'll look so ridiculous that you'll hate yourself for looking so ridiculous, and then you won't be able to sleep tonight, and you'll have a little trauma and a, a little dilemma, and it'll be brilliant. Because it's been a while since you've had a breakdown as a result of the podcast. When you say as a result of the podcast, as if yep. as, as if you've got no sort of part of the giving me a breakdown, it's just the no, podcast. I meant, I meant because what we don't talk about on here is is your kind of weekly breakdowns and you throwing all of the plates and everything around the kitchen and the fact that one of the reasons that your flat is so messy is that you have your massive temper tantrums when you throw all of the VHSs around and and your cup of tea at the wall and let's not talk about the tea stains in the spare room and you know it's it, it must be dangerous living with you is what I was thinking last time I was there. Yes once again I'm reminded going back to the beginning that um, I started this podcast or I suggested this podcast with Darren uh, to be a little gentle conversation between two very good friends week by week. 
and instead I basically had my mental health completely destroyed. So um, I think we're just going to do one more, which will be episode 18, as I am running out of time and 19 and 20 are still very raw. So let's make this the last one. Here we go. Is it waterproof drilling? Yeah. I've got some waterproof drilling to do. Has it got batteries? No, not yet. I've, I've, been, I've had a busy week. You said you had a quiet Tuesday. You could have done it on Tuesday. Didn't have a quiet Tuesday. Nobody told you I had a quiet Tuesday. When did I got a text from you saying you had a quiet Tuesday? No, I moved slowly on Tuesday. I didn't have a quiet Tuesday. You moved slowly on Tuesday? Yeah. What are you, a sloth? Right. So drilling, uh, waterproof drilling. Uh, I had a proper chilled Tuesday. I'm not sure what your point is. What's your point? If you were that chilled, you could have got batteries. No, because that would have work. You don't mm-hmm. go buying batteries if you're being chilled. Uh, are you coming to our workshop? What workshop? Uh, give me a second. Yeah, I think I've given him enough seconds. So that just leaves me to say thank you for bearing with us. Hope you've enjoyed this special edition and we'll be back as normal next Sunday. Thank you for listening.